Okay, today's Amr is Mem Aleph Amr Aleph. Let's get rolling. Four lines, five lines from the top. Two dots. So we said in the mission of Zemachleikis, if there's if someone has in front of them uh, different types of food, do they have to make one of the Shivas Haminim first? Um, or can they just simply make a brach on whichever one they want? That was a Chum's opinion. Whatever you want to make a brach on first, which one do you make? So let's expound upon that. Amar Ula, Zakh the Gemara. Ula says, Machleikis the machlekes is only when they have the same exact bracha. Then the question is: the Rabbi Huda says, Rabbi Huda holds min shiva adif. If you have two types of food, one is one of the shivas aminim and one is not one of the shivas aminim, then one would make a bracha on the shivas aminim first. For Rabban Sari min adif, and the Rabban holds no. What's more near and dear to your heart? If you like an apple better, even though it's not one of the shivas aminim, you can make it before an olive. That's the end of the story. But if the brachos are not equal and you have two separate brachos, then everyone agrees it doesn't make a difference which order it is because you're going to make both brachos anyway. If I have a fruit, if I have, if I have something that warrants a ha'etz, and then another one that's mechaiv mi a ha'adama, so make whichever one you want first because I'm going to have to make both brachos anyway. Mace phase, is that in fact the case? We have a question. If one has in front of them a radish, which is not one of the shivas aminim, and an olive, which is one of the shivas aminim, then one can make a brach on the radish, and he would uh, and he would uh, exempt himself from making a brach on the olive. So where does this apply? That's only when the tzayin, when the radish is the main food. So I would say the same. less light. Right, Lebihuda, meaning uh, Leslie. Meaning, what do you what, what do you mean that uh, what you call it? Uh, you're going to tell me that if you make a bracha on the tzayin, then you part of the zayis. If you're going to make a bracha on the radish, you part of the zayis. The olive is one of the shivas aminim. Rabbi Yehuda just said that you have to make a bracha on one of the shivas aminim first. Right, but we have a, but we have an ahalacha. Little Rabbi Yehuda, the Talmud and Mishnah, Kol Shu Ikar Vimotvil Mivarchala Ikar Paitz Latvela. Right. So uh, what do you mean? We have a halacha that if you have, uh, we, we learned this earlier in the Masechta, if you have a primary food and a secondary food, making a brach on the primary food is sufficient. And one no longer needs to make a brach on the secondary food. Therefore, if one makes a brach on the radish, he doesn't need to make a brach on the zayas, even though the, the olive is one of the ships aminim. Maybe Rabbi Huda doesn't hold of this whole din of, of, of if you make a brach on the on the ikr, your pater, the, the secondary. If you brought the olive sort of to take away the bitterness of the radish, so it's it, it's a complementary food to the radish. So if you brought the radish for the purpose of, if you brought the olive for the purpose of the radish, then you can make a brach on the radish and you're good to go. So, the, so Rabbi Huda holds of the whole din of if you make a bracha on the primary, you exempt yourself from the secondary. So then how can he possibly say that you, you need to make a bracha on both the radish and the olive? Really, we're talking about a situation where the radish is in fact the primary food. When do they argue? By a completely different thing. And the Mishnah was missing something. Let's reword the Mishnah. This is what the Mishnah should have said. If someone has in front of him a radish and an olive, he can make a barcha on the radish and he exempts himself from making a barcha on the olive. That is only when the radish is the ikar. 
However, let's qualify now. If the radish is in fact not the primary food, then everyone agrees you need to make a brach on both. So it depends if you're bringing the olive as a result of the radish or not. And when, it, when it's two types of foods, stam, that have the same exact bracha, make whichever one you want. That's the Chachamim. And that's our opinion in the Mishnah. Rabbi says, no, you can't just make brachas. You can't just do whatever you want in life. <laughs> you have rules. Make a bracha on the olive on the first. Because as we mentioned, the olive is one of the shivas aminim. Therefore, making it more chashuv. So Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Yitzchak sort of argued about what this Machlekes is. One says the Machlekes is when they have the same bracha. They both warrant a ha'etz, let's say. Let's say I have an apple and an olive. So according to Rabbi Yitzchak, you'd make the bracha on the olive first because... Uh, because of, guess what? Uh, olive is one of the shivs of meaning. According to Rabbanan, uh, at least for me, at least because I like apples better than olives, I would make an apple first because I like it better. Very simply. But if they have separate brachas, it doesn't matter which order you do. Because at the end of the day, you're going to make both anyway. So that's one option as to what the machlekes be. Now we'll have another option. Vachadamar, one says, No, you can have machlekes even when they have separate brachas and different brachas. So, according to the one that said, Shapir, according to the one that said that the machlekes is talking about where they have the same bracha, that makes sense. Because as we mentioned, if they have the same bracha, then you make a bracha on one of the ones that have a shivas aminim. But if the brachas are not equal, if they don't have the same bracha, what's the difference? You're going to make, if you have in front of you one thing that you have to make a dumb on, and one thing that you have to make a ha'etz on, you're going to make both anyway. So where's the machlekes here? If they both hold, you're going to have to make two brachas. No, the question is whether or not you have to make both brachas. The question is which one comes first. You have a Adama bracha and a Ha'etz bracha. Which one do you make first? At the end of the day, there's an order in the Pasuk for the Shiva Saminim. And whichever one comes first in the Pasuk, that should be made a bracha on first. Shinema, the Pasuk says, Eretz Chita Vesaira, wheat. It's a land, it's talking about Eretz Israel. A wheat full of a, a land full of wheat and barley, begafen and grapes, with inan figs, veriman and pomegranates, eretz zai shem and a land full of olive oil, udvash and, and honey. So therefore, uh, if someone is eating a grape, for example, or if someone is eating a pomegranate, they would have to make they they if someone has in front of them a pomegranate and a date, they have to make the, a bracha on the date first because the date is first in the pasuk. If someone has in front of them wheat and barley, they have to make a bracha on the wheat first because that's first in the pasuk. It's a very simple equation, he says, right? So that's the end of the day. Whatever the order is in the pasuk, and this argues on Rebbechanan because Rebbechanan doesn't hold that the order of the pasuk denotes the order in which one needs to make a bracha. No, it's completely separate. This whole pasuk is just coming to teach us the shear for certain areas of halacha. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with the order of brachas. It's just shiurim. Chita. So let's go through each food item on the list in the Pasuk and what shear it denotes. Chita, wheat. What shear is that? The Tanan. If one goes into a house that there's, there's been someone with Saras there, the Kale of Al Kaspov, the Sandal of Betabaisa of Biyadav, and he has his clothes on his shoulders, and he has his shoes and his rings on his hands, his shoes on his, on his feet, his rings on his hands. Who vehain Tamei and Miyad? Both him and his clothing are tummy because of the fact that he's not wearing it, he's just holding it. So it's separate from him. 
Okay, so it's two separate things. It's his body and the clothing. So they both become tummy right when they go into the into, into the room. Let's say someone's wearing everything. He's wearing a shirt. He's put. He has his. He has his shoes on his feet, and he has his fi- fi- rings on his fingers. Who tummy miad? He's tummy immediately. However, the things that he's wearing. The things that he's wearing, you gotta wait a little. You gotta wait in order to eat a certain amount. How much do you need to eat? Pas chitin. Right? You need to wait the amount that it takes to eat wheat. And that's what we were trying to prove here. What is the shear that we learn from the Pasuk of from wheat? If someone goes into a room that's tame, if he's wearing clothing, then he, the, the, the clothing don't become tummy right away. Rather, they only become tummy after the amount of time it would take to eat wheat. V'loi pas seurin, and not just barley wheat. Pas chitin. Why? Because uh, wheat, um, um, not, uh, wheat uh, I'm sorry, not barley bread. Wheat bread, because wheat bread is more gashmak. It tastes better. So therefore, the person's going to eat it quicker. So it's even more machmer. It's a more strict uh, measurement. Mesav, and he's reclining because he's relaxing. He's more relaxed and he's eating quicker. And he's eating it with some sort of relish, some sort of side dip. She, uh, um, with some sort of side dip. So he sees the fastest way in which one can eat wheat. That is the shear that it takes until the clothing become tummy. So we said that the second list on the Pusik, what the second food on the, on the list in the Pusik was barley. So what shear does that teach us? That a bone. Uh, right, you have a, if you have a bone, a bone doesn't become tame until it is the oh kisaira metame bemaga obamasa. That the a bone does, becomes tame when it's the size of a barley, either when one touches it or when carries it. But it doesn't become tame if it's in the airspace in the tent where the uh, where the uh, the tame is. Gefen kide The third thing on the list was gefen. Uh, a wine in order to bring it or grapes enough to give a revius a certain measurement of wine to another. To ain't no fig. The next thing, Gregorius lights Shabbos. Right, one is chayiv, uh, one is uh, one is uh, not allowed to carry uh, something on Shabbos more than a dried fig, Gregorius. And obviously that is a. Uh, um, one is not allowed to carry anything out, but that's a shear over there. Remind pomegranate, any vessel of a house owner, she'irin kriminim. The meaning, what does this mean? The meaning, the shear is like a pomegranate, meaning if one has a vessel and the hole is smaller than a pomegranate, it's still considered a vessel. However, it becomes bigger than a pomegranate, the vessel is no longer intact and it's no longer has the name, the shame kli. No longer has a ve- is status of a vessel. Eretz Zayshem, and the next thing on the list was uh, a land of of uh, olive oil. Eretz It's a land where every shear in the land is like an olive. Kazais, we know the famous shear of a kazais. Ah, the Gemara asks, Kol Every shear in the land, every shear in Eretz Yisrael is based on the size of an olive. We just said all these different things that were the size of a pomegranate and the size of a date. All these different measurements. He tells me everything's like a kazais. We just listed six other things. No, so the Gemara says, no, Ella, let's reword it a little. No, you're right, there's other things, but most of the measurements go after the size of an olive. And finally, the last one, Dvash Kekoisevis, I got Yom Kippur, Dvash Kekoisevis, it's a date honey, that's the amount of eating on Yom Kippur. So what do we see according to this opinion? The, the order of the, 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 the Pasuk, does, the, the order of the Pasuk does not teach us. It does not teach us the order in which we should make the brachos, rather just teach us about Shiurim.
So what did the other guy respond to that? What does he, why doesn't the other guy say, the guy who says that it teaches us the order for the brachas, why doesn't he agree and say that it really teaches us about the measurements? Ve'idach in the other opinion, hanishirin ba'adei miksibi. We don't need a puzzle to te- 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 teach, teach me about the measurements. It's really all these shiurim. You don't need special words in the pasuk. Words in psukim are very precious. We use them very, very, very meticulous about the words that we use. So he's saying you don't need to use special words for the shiurim. The rabbanon could point that out to us themselves. Rather, we just use the pasuk as some sort of support, as an asmachta, as a support for those shiurim. Okay, we'll stop there and we'll just finish off this little sugya next time, Bezos Hashem, with a little story related to this topic. We'll stop there on the top of Mem Aleph Amud.